Thank you for listening to Inside the 435. Our show is supported by sponsors and our loyal audience. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced with Anchor. Here is why you should use Anchor to produce your podcast. It's free, no cost to you ever. There are creation tools built into Anchor allowing you to record, edit, and upload your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor takes the tedious and long process of distribution off of your to-do list. Your show will be automatically distributed to Spotify and Apple Podcasts for you. Everyone dreams of making a little bit of money from a podcast. This is made possible by Anchor. With no minimum listenership, you can be offered sponsorships. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do not wait a second longer. Download the free Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the debut episode of uh, The Jack Bowie Show. Caleb Laytart, how you doing? Good, how are you? Is that the uh, name you decided on? Um, I think it is. Uh, I talked, I, I like asked, I think, I asked you, didn't I? What yeah, I should call it. Yeah, I asked yeah. you and like five other people, and I got way too many uh, the Jack Bowie experience. So I, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta come up with something on my own. And yeah. and then there was the uh, stupid stuff like outside the four thirty five and stuff like that. that. That was my favorite one. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, I was digging that one too. But I think this is simple, and I'll go with that. It is. I like. I like it. So you, uh, we we talked a lot in like I think eighth grade mm-hmm. you know we, we, we were pretty good friends in eighth grade but i haven't talked to you at all since then mm-hmm. so what have you been up to gosh um not much uh this whole covid stuff i'm pretty much locked down can't really can't really do much just been watching a lot of netflix chilling at home you know uh track season started um a few weeks ago i think we were on we were on the same track team seventh grade right mm-hmm. yeah we were yeah we ran like the 200 or something together yeah and or was it uh i'm trying to think who was on that did you go to the like um freshman um relay thing it was like um in rossford yeah rossford relays yeah yeah uh what did you what events did you do there I did the the sprint medley with Reese. And, Diaz and me. Uh, oh, were you in that? Yeah. I was trying to figure out who who else was in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, think I, dude, I, 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 I still have that. Yeah. Um. That was you, Diaz, Reese, and uh, I think it was Alex Diaz. Was oh no, it was Kai. Yeah. Yeah. It was Kai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. I I think the only reason we won that was Reese. Yeah, we were a little behind uh, yeah. coming into the. He ran the four hundred, didn't he? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, we were a little behind coming into the four hundred, and then Reese was like, "Yeah, no, that's not happening." Uh, fun fact: Reese said the only reason he won was because he thought of the um, Avengers trailer, <laughs> the the Endgame Avengers trailer. He said it was the only reason he won. Didn't we almost get? Um, I don't. Reese will probably see this in the. I don't know if he'll remember, but do you remember when we almost got disqualified from that because Reese wore his hoodie over his uh, track jersey? Oh no! You don't remember that? No. After we got there, the uh, like referee, you know, the one that shoots the gun, Mm -hmm. was like, 
they might have to disqualify you because he he wore his like the you know uh like crew neck sweatshirt over uh his jersey and they looked the same like yeah they had the same design on them yeah Perry's um shirt. right and uh then they like talked about it upstairs and they i guess they didn't really care but that was so funny because i was like if, if reese cost us if, <laughs> like reese won it for us and then yeah. almost you know lost it for us that would have been funny well he had, he had done that almost every single meet i thought right yeah crew neck so I, I don't really see a problem in it yeah I, yeah i didn't have a problem with it i mean it looked identical to our jerseys we just had it was yeah. just long sleeve um but yeah i've always remembered whatever i think back to that race i think back to reese carrying us to victory and then <laughs> disqualifying us yeah yeah that so that, that was a fun meet that was a very fun meet i uh what was like did everyone run do one event or was there two events I did, I did two events i don't know oh. about other people i remember what i did I didn't have a second event going in and he said, whatever opens up, you're doing it. So I'm like, okay, something like I'll just open up. I ended up running the 400 and I've never done that. Like I was, I was a sprinter. That is all I did. It was either sprinting or like the 3,200. I would not run like a a middle distance. Yeah. Middle distance. And I ended up doing it and I, I didn't do terrible. I got, it was just under a minute, I think. Oh, that's that's good. That's a good time. it It was pretty good. Um, I was surprised because I've never done it before, mm-hmm. but I was not excited to do that at all. No yeah. one, no one likes the four hundred. No. What was your second event? Uh, I had done uh, shuttle um, hurdles with Austin Schultz. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, Austin. It was, terri- it was terrifying. It was probably the scariest experience of my life, just because so- hurdles are so scary. Yeah. That was uh so the shuttle hurdles would be like um it'd be uh you ended up running two one hundred meter or two one tens. Yeah. You would go okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that seemed terrifying. It it was. It was a traumatic experience for us. Yeah, I wanted to try hurdles towards the beginning of the season. Um but at that time I was like five one. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean I'm like five five now, but five yeah. one was not gonna cut it. Yeah. Um yeah, I was like five eight at the time and I struggled greatly. Um and Austin but, wasn't incredibly tall yeah, though. Yeah, he wasn't incredibly tall e- either, but he had he had done really good compared to most people. I remember Austin was our, our hurdle guy. He was the he, he definitely uh him and Fergie always talked about hurdles and how Austin was going to lead us to victory in the shuttle hurdles. But I, we, we were all disappointed because I think Fergie promised us that he'd let us meet his girlfriend there. And then oh. she wasn't there. Yeah, that was disappointing. He, we, also, we got, he promised us a lot of chocolate milk. Like a oh, lot. Yeah. But and we got none. None. I'm disappointed in you, Fergie. I know. Seventh and eighth grade year, we got promised a lot of chocolate milk, but I, I got most of the chocolate milk was like during practice when we do the uh, like 100 meter, like just uh dash shuttle mm-hmm. and like a team of four. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we won that a couple times and we never got our reward. Yeah. I, I remember. Yeah. I remember winning that a few times and he had always promised us chocolate milk, but we never got it. We should march back to the junior high. And bank it. <laughs> I, I, me and me and Reese had actually talked about going to one of the, 
the junior high meets just so we can see Ferg. Yeah, that'd be fun. If they let you in, because uh, I don't know how many people they're letting in. Yeah, yeah, true, but I'm not sure. We got a, we got a kind of a long season. I think if I had made states, we'd go until June 5th. Wow. Like the longest the longest we'd go, which is... Is that for high school track? Yeah, for high school. That's like a couple, like, that's like two weeks into your summer. I know. It's All right, do you have do you have any vacations planned? Uh yeah, but not till like late June, so I'm not I'm not too worried about it. You're going anywhere exciting? Uh, Universal, actually. The Harry Potter world. I'm actually extremely excited. I've never been there. You a Harry Potter guy? I, I love Harry Potter. Oh yeah. I do too. I, I read it in like I always thought it was stupid until like uh fifth, sixth grade. Then I started reading it. And then a lot of people started reading it. It's it's the same thing with like, it's the same thing with uh, the Office. Like everyone thinks the Office is dumb till they watch it. And oh yeah, go, the Office is the great, amazing. This is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. The same thing with Harry Potter. I'm still mad about the Office being taken from Netflix. Like I oh, can't get yeah. over it. Yeah, my like I'm actually debating like buying Peacock just to watch the Office. You can watch the first two seasons for free with ads. Mm-hmm. And I've watched them both. I've watched it like twice, but I <laughs> so have I, but it's not the same. No, it isn't because uh, one, there's ads, which you know yeah. is annoying, but it's not a big deal. And then you can't get the rest of it. Mm-hmm. You, so, s- The Office people complain that season one's boring, and every all Office fans say, "Get past season one, and you'll be good, right? And mm-hmm. you'll enjoy it." Now that I've seen, it, I, I thought that too, like the first time I watched it. Now that I've seen it all the way through, season one's my favorite. Season really? one and two are my favorite, just uh, because I've I've seen it all the way through, and I'd love to go back to like I think season two is the best. I, season one, season two is my favorite season. Seasons one one has some gems though, like Diversity Day might be the most the best episode of <laughs> The Office, like out of all of them. I like I like Booze Cruise and Casino Night just because it's the development of Jim and Pam. So yeah, Casino Night was funny. I I loved Casino Night because Michael was so uh. <laughs> like he made fun of the disabled guy. Um, he said the like uh, welcome the old, the young, and the disabled, or something like that. And there was just one guy in a wheelchair who owned yeah. like, a complex or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, that shows that show would never fly on TV today. Oh yeah, it would. Yeah, but anywhere um, but Comedy Central, it it would not be good. I, like I agree, it would I'm never sit on NBC. I'm surprised South Park's been around as long as it has because that. Did, did they stop airing that on like main networks? I've never seen it. No, no, like it's still on. It's still on like Comedy Central and stuff. But like mm-hmm. they had, they had some some risk risque things on there. Like was it, is it worse than The Office? Oh yeah, I'm assuming it's much like, worse. You know, you know, in Muslim religion now they're not allowed to see Muhammad. Like that's right. like that's like against. They had drawn Muhammad and like put him in an episode, Ooh. and yeah, yeah. So there was like a huge controversy with that. But now they had to like censor him if they want to air it on TV. Yeah, that's that's not very good. Yeah, there's a lot of shows that you could not air today. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. Some um, of it is just people being a little sensitive, and some of it should never have been on yeah. TV. Some of it's yeah, a little a little far, but. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of people complain about it. Like they kind of say, you know, cancel culture's gone too far or that, you know, call everybody snowflakes. But there are some things on some shows that should never see the light of day. I think, yeah, I think definitely part of us has gotten a little soft just maybe because of the media and just because how things are so widespread. But I think I think a lot of stuff is also just like, like, okay, that's a that's a little far yeah once once it gets to making fun of like race or religion that's where you've got a problem yeah yeah Yeah, gender there's a there's a difference between making fun of something and um like when i think making fun i mean it's it's got a negative connotation but then there's like poking fun at something which is like stereotyping in a way that like everybody understands like i think it's fine um if you have characters that are like you know, it's it's not politically correct, maybe, but it's oh. funny. Like, comedy is an interesting art, um, and I think it's going to be very hard to, like, um, poke fun at different things in people. Mm-hmm. You know, like, making fun of things that um, white people do. Like, yeah. I love watching videos that are, like, white moms be like, or, you know, white yeah. people. It's just so funny because it's it's actual things that happen or actual stereotypes but taken to the extreme mm-hmm. so you can make fun of like i don't understand making you can't make fun of somebody because they're white but you can make fun of something that a, white people tend to do i think that's funny yeah i no yeah i definitely agree um it's also like it's different if you're making fun of your own race than if you're making fun of others like if you're poking fun at your own race and it's like haha but if you're you're kind of shifting towards other it's it's kind of messed up or like same with religion and those sort of things yeah there's not many videos of like like most of the white people be like videos are white people mm-hmm. um you know like trey kennedy and people like that i think trey mm-hmm. kennedy's hilarious um and then like the people who go on like america's got talent like that uh like do you remember preacher whatever his name was um he was like this black preacher comedian, he was on America's Got Talent. He was so funny. I can't remember his name, no, but a lot of his stuff was making fun of like black people. Mm-hmm. Um, preacher Lawson's his name. Oh uh, no, I've never heard of him. Okay, well this guy was hilarious. Like I couldn't like the comedy was a little like you know some people might have found it racist, but yeah. then again he's making fun of his own race and he's uh doing it in a way that's like like it's it's he's using scenarios that have actually happened to him Mm -hmm. uh you know i don't know if you've seen this guy but i don't have a problem with that at all and if there was a white person on you know on a comedy show making fun of other white people i wouldn't have a problem with it i mean you know um yeah uh gabriel iglesias uh he's a comedian yeah Yeah, fluffy fluffy yeah he uh, he makes fun of uh like Mexican people all the time. Yeah, yeah, because I mean it's it's pretty funny, mm-hmm. but there are, there are certain things that definitely uh shouldn't be on TV. That's why I enjoy political political comedy because you can't you can't get mad at it because like like every everyone I don't I don't think anyone likes Trump or Biden like. Like, I don't think, like, people chose Biden because they actually like him. I just – I think they don't like Trump. So they just – they chose 
the less worse option, which kind of scares me that political politics have kind of gotten to that. They're not trying to, they're not having a hard time deciding on a politician because both of them are so good, but both of them are just so bad that you, it's, it's hard to decide which one's worse. Yeah. And there's good politicians. I mean, there's very oh, good politicians yeah. mm-hmm. here. People disagree with me, you know, all the time when I say this, Bernie Sanders is an like a very good person. Like he, he is one of the most genuine people in the Senate. His, his ideologies can be pretty extreme. Some of them are, I mean, he literally calls himself a democratic socialist, which is a little tough for some people to get, you know, understand. Yeah. And you know, that even scares me a little bit. Somebody who calls himself a socialist, you know, or even has socialist in their title. Weird, but he's a very good person. And there is people that are very good people on the right and the left who we could be nominating. Um, and it's why or why, why do we nominate these people? Yeah, I think I agree. I think Bernie Sanders is a genuine good guy. Some of his ideas I don't I don't agree with, but I I think he's a good person. I think that matters a lot in a politician is like being humble and being loyal and those such things. That's that's half of it. But the other half is the do you have good ideas? That's that's gonna work, you know. Right. I think uh, Biden advertised himself as being like like a harmless little creature. I think that was their whole like their idea because um, the media has made Trump out to be you know whether you agree with it or not mm-hmm. to be like some evil figure, right? Mm-hmm. So by advertising Biden as the opposite of that, it probably won them the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, most political advertisements now contain a very little amount of actual ideology and actual policy. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the point of them anymore. Now it's making fun of people's stutter, making pe- fun of people's, uh, you know, losing their train of thought, um, mm-hmm. their weight, their mm-hmm. you know age, instead of criticizing someone's policy. Like if you make an advertisement saying that Biden has this policy and it's, you know, just dog crap, that's, you know, yeah. a fine political advertisement. You might be right. You might be wrong. Um, but yeah, making advertisements that are like just a video of Biden starting to say something and then deciding to say something else and saying that he's got dementia yeah. is ineffective. Yeah. I mean, we shouldn't be ridiculing people. We should be trying to make ourselves look look better than that person by promoting our good ideas and trying to convince people of those good ideas instead of yeah saying trump looks like an orange or saying like biden has no idea what's going on yeah and i mean once again they're like 75 and 78 or something like that so uh i'd be pretty scared if biden was like the most uh straightforward talking um, just able-minded person ever trump is not perfect biden's not perfect both of them have ideologies i disagree with and agree with Mm -hmm. criticizing someone's personality does not help anybody oh yeah debate debates are terrible like did you watch them at all it was it was two old dudes yelling at each other exactly yeah with with another middle-aged dude um helping them yell at each other (laughs) exactly it's it's our country is not it – has, it hasn't been doing so good for the past few years. 
and and the thing about the debates is you know it's just like for show mm-hmm. because of the two minute time limit. You cannot create any good, valid, uh, educated response in two minutes. Mm-hmm. In two minutes, all you have time to do is criticize someone or yell at somebody. So by having that time limit, like asking a very deep question, like mm-hmm. incredibly deep with you know multiple issues surrounding it, mm-hmm. and then saying you have 120 seconds to go, all they're going to say is um, crap on the answer that their uh, opposition just gave. Yeah, and that's what we saw. Yeah, that's that's all it was. Yeah, it's a waste of our time. It's a waste of our money. Um, and there's so many better things that they could do. Like, I think even though the individual, like, you know how they did the individual town halls, like before the election that they usually do, where one of them goes and sits in, like, just a room and then people ask him questions? Um, I'm not familiar with it, but I can envision. So, like, basically what they do is Biden would have his town hall where he would go and there'd be maybe couple dozen people invited and there'd be a you know moderator and they sit and they ask them questions and they have you know pretty much an unlimited amount of time to give their nice responses those are so much more effective like just allowing a politician to sit and talk in front of the nation mm-hmm. is so much better and it gave me so much more confidence in both of them mm-hmm. i mean i have like uh close to no confidence in donald trump's abilities to be president mm-hmm. but that gave me a little bit of confidence in him the the scary thing is I see I had no idea what that was I, I but I I like immediately you started talking about the debates I knew exactly what you were talking about but people right, because the media does not t- stop talking about the debate after it happens no and people people don't really educate themselves anymore nowadays they see something on TikTok they repost it and it's something that's completely false or over exaggerated. And now you got a hundred thousand people believing it and spreading it around. And it's like, uh, this isn't, this isn't true, but now you got a hundred thousand people believing in that. Right. I, I talked to, uh, in my, I think it was like episode 25. I talked to Myra about this and I said, TikTok is like the worst, like the worst thing about our nation. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's such a simple idea. It's just an app where people can post videos and it's, you know, not incredibly filtered. I mean, mm-hmm. after a while, you're going to get banned for some things. But, like, by that time, everyone's seen it. And it's mm-hmm. so easy to grow on TikTok. Oh, like, yeah. You can make one video, and it goes crazy. I made a video sitting at a Browns game after the Browns made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, halftime, and we were winning. And I was like, I think we're going to the playoffs. And by the time I left, I had, like, 5,000 views. All right, that's not crazy, but it's that's in two not- halves of football. I took an account with, like, 30 followers, and I got 5,000 views. Yeah, and you it, cannot do that anywhere else. Comparative, five thousand doesn't seem like a lot compared to like the big people, but five thousand is a lot of people. Like, right, that's a like, lot of people interacting with content. Exactly, like, and you're just you're a small person, just set like a small account saying just like something about a football game. Like you could say, like something about like. Michael Jackson not being dead or something like that. And 5,000 people just saw that and that now they believe it. They're going to repost it. You're going to get even more views. And probably even more than 5,000 because when it's controversial, oh. more people like it. Oh, yeah. TikTok likes controversial content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I never got like Charlie D'Amelio videos on my For You page ever. Oh, I don't yeah. know where this 100 million people is coming from, but I never got a video. Like, <laughs> but 
the minute that she like uh you know had her big thing where she um just whenever some major controversy happens and she releases some crying video on Instagram, mm-hmm. boom, I start getting videos of her on my for you page. They just love controversy. Mm-hmm. And then you like you like one you like one video, you're you're gonna get a hundred other videos exactly like it. So I deleted TikTok about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I just could not put up with it anymore. It was taking so much time out of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I have a busy life. All right, I've play soccer. I've got this show that I try to do multiple times a week, mm-hmm. um, but it also takes planning. Um, that's why I like this, you know, little series because it takes almost no planning other than finding a guest who's willing to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got soccer. I have this show. I have school, which is terrible right now. I have tennis every single day. I mean, I have a busy life. I did not have time to spend two hours a day on TikTok. Yep. I mean, two hours is a long time. The thing I do like about TikTok is that because you can become so like vastly, like so many people can see your your content in so little of a time, you can say something that's good and it might be like, like I, I can't think of an example right now, but you could spread something good and you 5,000 people just saw that and it might have helped their day out, you know? And there's just, there's interesting, there's a lot of interesting things on there. And like, I talk to a lot of people and they're like, yeah, everything I learned is from TikTok. <laughs> and half of it's not real. So you got to do a little bit of your own research, but there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that is like factual things that I've 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 learned from that app. I like yeah. I, I learn a lot of factual things, and I, I check everything to make sure it's real. Oh yeah. Um, I learned Kobe Bryant died on TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. so I was actually at somebody's house. I you know I'm not gonna say who, but I was at somebody's house on just scrolling through TikTok and watching. I think the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. or I think it was. It might have been the Pro Bowl was on. I don't think I was watching it because I didn't. I don't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found on TikTok that Kobe Bryant died, and then they started talking about it on TV. I'm like, holy crap! It actually happened. Mm-hmm. I learn a lot of interesting things on TikTok. I don't want to know any of them, but <laughs> I know it. It's it's useless information, but it's 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 interesting. And like the set, like I had I had heard about Kobe's death um, on Instagram actually also at someone's house and it had been within like a few hours like maybe not even maybe within an hour of when like it had surfaced which is so insane like that 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 spreads so fast and so many people are are talking about it that quickly when 20 30 years ago you probably would have found out a few days later because you're watching it on the news i mean is that a good thing that it can spread that quickly or is that dangerous? See, I don't know because it can be, it can be good. Cause like everyone's constantly on their phones. You're constantly updating news. You're constantly seeing things. For example, imagine like there's a meteor coming, it's coming in like two days or something like that. You're going to, you're going to know immediately. Cause you're, you're on your phone and someone just posted that on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter. And you just saw all of that immediately. And this is an over-exaggerated scenario, obviously, but like there's been no time in our civilization where you've been able to gather information that quickly. Yeah. It's, 
it's almost um like when something happens it's it's like like here the election was a good example of it every single time something minor happened you knew within minutes whether you're watching tv i spent that whole week doing whether you are um you know you know me so i had to Uh, whether you know even if i was out doing something i was refreshing my phone and every single time i refreshed something new had happened Mm -hmm. a state was called fraud was found fraud was somebody accused somebody of fraud mm-hmm. a governor came out with a statement on something something happened every single time i would refresh my phone and it was very like unorthodox that i like in history for you to be able to learn something that fast mm-hmm. word of mouth is useless now like oh, yeah. time anyone tells me anything i knew yeah but, you know i mean the only time that i think word of mouth is good is um Okay, it's never good because even if you find something out, by the time it gets to you, it's gone through so many people. Something about their that version of the story is wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, just it happens at school. Something mm-hmm. happens, it gets leaked. Somebody tells somebody who tells somebody who tells you. By the time it's gone through that fourth level, it's trashed. It's not even close to the original story because people put twists on it. They may have heard something wrong. It's like. Um, like that game telephone you'd play in like oh, yep. elementary like school, the, like yeah. the lunchroom in elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Exa- yeah, exactly. It's it's the same thing. You're hearing a completely fabricated story, and not on purpose. It's un- well, I mean, it can be on purpose, but people just they twist the story, and it gets so twisted that it's not even it's not even close to what it actually happened. Right. Like what actually happens is uh somebody sees Michael and Julia at a football game mm-hmm. and within, by the time it goes through five different people and you hear it, Julia's pregnant, right? Exactly. Like, the story is not even close. I mean, you go from somebody seeing two people within 10 feet of each other to uh, they're getting married and they're having a kid in a month, right? Yeah, exactly. Like how in the world did we get that? <laughs> like, because somewhere along, it's just like telephone somewhere along the lines, who messed it up? Mm-hmm. Is it on purpose? Or is it just the story like gradually changes itself over time as it goes through people? Or is there somebody literally just trying to create drama because mm-hmm. people exist? Mm-hmm. And it's like, but like that's like social media, for example, it's so much easier to spread that information. You post on your story, 200 people just saw that. Now they post on their story and 200 different people just saw that. And it's like, it, it was 20, 30 years ago, spread throughout your school in a few days. Now, like a few schools could hear it within a day, which is insane. Right. Like, do you remember? So you, you did hear about the St. John's Black Lives Matter protests? I did. Like a couple weeks ago. Right. That usually would be a school citywide thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody was live streaming on Instagram. Mm-hmm multiple people sent it to dozens, hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And there was 200 people from five different schools watching that protest go down. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and what we saw was not um, skewed by the media. We saw what was happening there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's actually a good thing that we can see yeah. what actually happened compared to finding out in the newspaper or on the news, because every news source is biased mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, here. Yeah. I mean, the news sources that claim they're not like the only news sources that I think are like not incredibly biased is like 
the like the local small news sources who uh best who like the, the, what they're best at is mm-hmm. telling us whether it's going to rain tomorrow <laughs> exactly and i i i try to stay away from from media in general i don't i don't really get any of my news from news websites or really anything um most of the stuff i know usually comes from like like joe rogan or something like that just like or just like youtube videos you know but even then i fact checked everything everything that seems ridiculous i i always fact check it so uh you're like you're a like psychological guy you like Mm -hmm. understanding the way people work Mm -hmm. right is that kind of what you do yeah yeah no that I, I love people like, like learning about the way people like operate. Like that's why I love podcasts because mm-hmm. you can sit and listen to two people talk about anything for mm-hmm. hours. And when you talk for hours, you start to say interesting things yeah. like Joe Rogan is so awesome. Like that show mm-hmm. is amazing mm-hmm. because he is so good at getting from small talk and talking about, you know, the new, the latest book that the, his, his guest wrote mm-hmm. to um, like, just like how we, we just went from, um, we started talking about track, track. and we, we didn't even ask a single question. We just <laughs> talked and we went from track and now we're talking about uh, the effects of social media on <laughs> the human brain. Like exactly. that's so awesome. And he's so good at that. Like podcasts are a, are such a good medium because I love people. Like I love hearing people talk. I love hearing people's stories, and it's just so interesting to me. Like you know, watching these podcasts where, like, I watched an, a, a multiple hour interview with the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. All right, loved that because I love hearing people's stories and hearing people talk, and that's part part of the reason I started this because you know, the, I want to be able to engage in those conversations, and this conversation is one way to do it. So. I love like finding out about how people work, what people do, how the, you know, and Joe Rogan loves to talk about like drugs and stuff and their effects on the brain. Like, Mm -hmm. I think before every interview, he's like, Hey, make sure you ask me about DMT. Yeah, Um, no, I guarantee you. He's like, let's, let's mention this. Yeah. And, or somebody will just be talking about like, uh, you know, a dream they had and like, he's, he'll be like, obviously you've never done DMT. Uh, <laughs> he, he slips it in yeah he, he he always finds a way to get it in there he always does. and sometimes it doesn't make any sense at all but sometimes you know and, that, and then they start having a conversation about it. like everybody everybody he talks to knows about dmt it's weird i think i think he gives them like a powerpoint presentation before every interview about dmt yeah he just he he sums it up real quick and he's like all right we're gonna talk about this yeah um like he was talking about uh I was watching an interview the other day. He was talking to somebody about like a guy who studies. Um, I think I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was talking about. He was talking mm-hmm. about like just people who have uh, just imagined like certain things about like our like space, right? Mm-hmm. They they almost dream these things and then they start doing research and, and they just dream solutions to ma- ma- major problems. Oh, yeah. um, 
and he, and he starts talking to him and he starts talking about scientists who believe certain things that are crazy. And he's like, um, you know, I, I like the guy and everything, but he's, he's obviously never done DMT. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think, I think I have a pretty well understanding of like things. I think I'm pretty, uh, I, I think I am able to comprehend life pretty well. Mm-hmm. But you know, Joe Rogan would ne- wouldn't trust a word I say because obviously I've never done DMT. Obviously, never done DMT. Right. Yeah. Um. So I think, but before I started going off about Joe Rogan and DMT, I was talking about <laughs> podcasts and people talking. Yeah. So, what do you like about like, like psychology and and like understanding people how how they operate? Like, what what is intriguing to you about that? People are complex, you know? Yeah, people are, if you've ever seen um, Criminal Minds, FBI profilers and stuff, um, like that, everything about that just like completely interests me. And even even my dad had talked about when I was like a little kid, um, my, my older brother is kind of like, uh, like he's kind of, he, he's not, he's like simple, like he just, he's comfortable in life and he, he goes with the flow. He doesn't really like to think about like, we're like, I'll tell him like, yeah, dude, like this has to be real. Like, like just think about it. He's like, yeah, that's kind of cool. It's like, like, like he's just, and there's a lot of people like that. And I hate using the word, the word woke, but that's, that's kind of the term that kind of sums it up is, um, like my dad would say, like as a kid, I'd ask weird questions and stuff that he hasn't heard like kids ever ask before. And it's not like I was, I was smarter than other kids or like just like a genius prodigy. But I just I like to ask questions about like weird stuff and how how things worked. And especially in the mind, it's it's interesting. And I I had a conversation with someone one time about whether we should explore um, space first or um, focus within the mind and focus on metaphysics and psychology and completely learn how the brain works. Cause right now we have, we have no idea how it works. We have no idea like most things that happen or why they happen, such as things like dreams and deja vu. Um, we have a, we have a good comprehension of how they happen and stuff like that, but we don't know. We don't know where those visions come from or why they happen. Um, and it's just it's so unknown that it 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 interests me. And I'd use the analogy when having this argument with someone whether we should explore space first or the mind. Um, she had been arguing space, and I had been arguing mind. But um, I'd use the analogy, imagine you move into a new house and like, obviously you're going to look within the house first. You're going to explore the house. You're not going to go down the street and look at the park down the road first. You're going to look within inside the house. And that's kind of the analogy for the head. We need to understand how our head works to kind of understand where we came from and what happens after death and what what's our what's our secret origin you know because i i don't think it's as simple as 
we were monkeys. We grew up to be these. We died. Everything goes black. I think there has to be a reason. So, yeah, I think that the mind is so important, so interesting. Because I think once you start to look inside the mind and you you really gain a complex understanding of how things work, you can start to uh, use that information to, to... I think once we know more about ourselves and how our mind works, then we can learn why people are incredibly smart and why there's these incredible geniuses out there. Um, and I think that knowing more about ourselves can help us develop cures for diseases that we never thought we could cure. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think that the cure for cancer is obviously going to come from a very talented group of a large amount of people. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's going to be some like movie some guy invents it like like what we all think like yeah. you could mm-hmm. be the one to cure cancer that's not going to happen mm-hmm. maybe someone will be credited with it but not one person can do it it's going to be a group and mm-hmm. there it's going to be a very intelligent group of people and i think and to fun. figure out what creates intelligence we need to know more about our mind yeah, and it might be several generations of people we don't we don't know um but also with mental illnesses and stuff why do why do some people have them and other people don't why are why do people question why do some people question reality but others are fine with how they are and don't really like to think about those types of things like why are we so different did we were we previously someone such as like past lives and stuff like that like i'm i'm sure you've heard of like several um several experiences that of kids uh reciting other people's lives um like such as like reincarnation and stuff like that like i was this old i remember having a daughter and stuff like five-year-olds like it's 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 crazy um to think that like how how accurate they are and i can't think of an example but there's a netflix show about near-death experiences um might be called surviving death or something like that but it talks about reincarnation and um uh they touch on like mediums and people with like psychic abilities and stuff like that it's very interesting and i'm not sure if i believe in a lot of that uh a lot of that um like i can see ghosts and stuff like that i think some people are able to yeah yep that's it it's it's very good you'll you'll have to you'll have to watch it um but yeah the one of the last episodes talks about some kid who was like a pilot maybe and he had recited what his name was his wife's name his kids names how he died and they had all looked at it and it, it was all it was all true and this kid had no idea who this guy was or he had no idea or he had no way of knowing how who he was yeah i've heard stories like that too where where kids tell near perfect recollections of like athletes lives mm-hmm. and there was this one story i i re- it's it's one of those things you have no idea why you remember you don't know any of the details but i just remember this story that i heard this kid was able to completely like reimagine his life as a professional baseball player and he was able to tell what he did who he lived with how he 
died, who his wife's was, mm-hmm. what his kids' names were. He was able to do all this. And now he's like 12, 13, and he's this incredible baseball player. Just absolutely incredible. It's crazy. It's And it, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, I have to ask you, are you like, you know, you don't have to answer, but are you like religious? See, not so I'd grown up in a kind of Catholic household. Um, my mom's side of the family is very Catholic and stuff like that. And I'd gone to like like Sunday school and stuff as a kid. But as I've grown o- older, I've kind of come to the conclusion that I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that sort of things. So I think a lot of it's true, like the Bible and stuff. And I think, I think it's a very good message that it has. And I don't, I don't think you're religious. You don't have to, you know, so you don't have to answer that, but I don't, I don't think you are. Um, but yeah, I, I, I see too many, too many scenarios of people, um, like talking about like, like, like past lives and stuff like that and reciting um, other people's lives to, to think that there's, there's just a simple heaven and hell. If you die, if you're good, good boy, you go, you go good place, bad boy, you go bad place. I don't, I don't think that's how it works. And I'm not, I don't want to ridicule anyone that believe that. Cause I mean, a lot of my family does do. Um, but that's just, it's not, it's not what I believe in. Um, cause I just, I don't know. I've, I've seen too many weird, weird coincidences, um, to make me believe that there's something more than, um, good place, bad place. Yeah. So I think any religious person has to doubt their religion at some time. Mm-hmm. there's nobody who can believe every single aspect of their religion, especially when you're a kid and not look at that and go, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you have to, and I'll tell you, I am a uh, pretty religious. Um, I, I'm a, you know, a Catholic. Mm-hmm. I've been raised that way. Whole family is it's just who we are. And mm-hmm. I, well, I can say, I believe almost, you know, I, I believe in my religion, mm-hmm. you know, in a pretty advanced way. I do doubt a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that just don't make sense in science. And mm-hmm. when there is these um, imbalances, when there is this um, these two colliding forces, religion and science, I'm going to believe science because I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can look at this data and I can go, that is, this happened, which mm-hmm. proves that this other thing that I've believed in is false. And I think it's very hard to look at stone-cold data and and say that it's not true because you don't believe it. You, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wouldn't say I've necessarily veered away from my religion. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's true. Um, I, I do believe in nearly everything the Bible says. I, I believe it, it happened. I don't believe that, like here, I don't believe that it's as um, simple as they make it seem, right? I don't think that God is some... Uh, you know, big tall guy with a long white beard, and he had a son. Uh, and Jesus is this immortal being. That's that's just too um, storybook for me. Yeah, just like how Santa Claus is is very storybook. Mm-hmm. Well, you you may believe you know in Santa his existence being like there's there's two pe- types of people who believe there's well there's three there's people who don't believe at all, 
There's people who believe that Santa is this physical guy with a long white beard who comes to your house and gives you gifts. And then there's this middle ground where Santa's an idea. Mm-hmm. I don't believe Santa's a guy with a long white beard who comes to your house you know, in a big robe, says ho, 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 and gives you presents. That, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But he is an idea. He's like this Christmas spirit idea um, who is very real. But it's it's not like this this storybook idea. Just mm-hmm. that's like religion. You can't make it too simple. Mm-hmm. You can't make it too story because there's a lot of religions. Religion is this this complex idea um, that you can believe in 100 percent, and you are not wrong. Mm-hmm. Nobody's wrong for their religion. Nobody's wrong for not believing in their religion, and nobody's wrong for being an atheist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this funny thing the other day, and it said like, uh, as an atheist, I believe. Um, that no, that none of the like couple thousand religions are true. As a as a like a Christian, you believe that one out of the couple thousand religions are true, which means that Christians are almost as as atheists as atheists. They're they're one step away from being atheists. Yeah, right. religion's an idea, and nobody's wrong for a religion. And um, you can disagree and both be right. Like that religion's that one weird middle ground where you can disagree and both be right. Because because we don't know, and that's right. that's we you can't you can't call anyone wrong for the religion because you have you have no idea. Right, nothing's uh, been proven or disproven. Yeah, exactly, and I I agree. I don't. I do believe in um, like Jesus. I do believe he was real. Um, I do believe the things that had happened to him had happened, um, but I believe a lot of it is is like story based and their their lessons to make you be a better person. I mean, the Ten Commandments, like just don't don't be a jerk, you know? Don't like cheat on your wife, don't kill someone, because that's just uncool, you know? Like I, I believe in all of that because it's it's the right idea. Um almost yeah. every religion follows the Ten Commandments. They just call them something different or they don't write them down. Mm-hmm. Um, no like real re- religion that a vast majority of people follow says kill people or cheat on your wife. Yeah, right? exactly. And w- when you choose to be part of a religion, I mean, it is a choice. Like you can be born into it, but it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, there, You buy into this religion. And when if you buy into being a Catholic, you have these rules that you follow. Um, you're supposed to go to church on Sunday. You're supposed to rest on Sunday. You're supposed to read this Bible and teach the Bible. You're supposed to follow God's word. When you buy into, if you want to be Jewish, right? You have to wear a little funny hat. You have to do all these things, right? That's their, um, and don't yell at me for calling it a little funny hat. Ben Shapiro calls it a little funny hat. It's, um, you know, there's, you, you have to, you buy into this religion because you want to. It's a choice. And it's something that you truly believe in and you want to live your life that way. Mm-hmm. And there's no problem with buying into any religion or choosing to live your life a certain way. And if you want to leave your religion because you personally do not believe in what they're teaching, there is nothing wrong with that. It's just like Scientology. Nobody blames you for leaving Scientology because you disagree with their teachings. Exactly. And we can't even we can't make fun of Scientology people because we we don't know so it's it may seem ridiculous to to some people but you can't you can't make fun of them because maybe they see christianity as ridiculous as we see scientology it's a matter of the fact that we don't know and um i 
it's I don't think I don't think any of us know and I don't think any of us are right but I don't think any of us are wrong I think we all have a good idea I think religion is a way to keep good morals and a way to live a happy a happy life and there's nothing wrong with that at all um if you if you want to believe there's a big flying spaghetti monster as long as you're not you're not killing people then there's there's nothing wrong with that if you're being a good guy then like everyone should love everyone and respect them for their opinion do you think that like yeah, you mentioned you know as long as you're not killing people yeah. in our religion right in in my religion and a lot of religions teach like the a similar values mm-hmm. where did it this is going to sound like a very stupid question, but if you think about it, it sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. At what point did we decide that killing people was wrong? Right? Like, like that doesn't make sense to me because it's, obviously we know it's so obvious, right? You don't hurt somebody or kill somebody. But who decided that? Yeah. I mean, who decided that death was bad? It's we're we're constantly taught that um, like death death isn't good, and you want you want to live, you know, because if we were taught that death was cool, then we'd all be killing ourselves, you know, or trying to get murdered. Like, it just it it wouldn't make any sense to promote death as a good thing. But yeah, you're right. We don't we we don't we don't know when it had started to be to have this bad connotation. Um, I think death is commonly associated with pain. And pain isn't a good feeling at all. But who decided that pain was bad as well? Like it's it's a feeling just like laughter or being like tickled or something like that. It's it's just a it's just a feeling. But why did we decide that that feeling was was bad? Like like if we weren't taught that pain was bad, would it would it still like would it, would it still be bad, you know? Right, like, if if our... I think a lot of values come from, uh, like, religion. So if... What, who's to say that a religion teaching that killing Americans is wrong? Like, in this religion... Like, there are religions out there that believe that they are superior and that everybody else should die. Ooh. Why is that wrong, other than by today's standards? And I'm not condoning, like, murder or anything. So don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't come at me for that. But who's really to decide that that is that is those values are bad and that uh, values that promote not committing adultery or not killing people are good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we don't know. And it's, it's weird to think about cause who decided what emotions were and who decided that what's good and what's bad. Like you're right. Like it's, we don't, we don't know. It's just, it's, it's a human human instinct who taught us how to breathe like ever since we were born we knew we knew how to breathe it's just like this thing that that comes to us so you um i think religion's something that we'll never fully understand mm-hmm. maybe we will but not in our lifetime not in our great great grandchildren's lifetime it's going to be a very long time before we start to understand why people believe in religions where they come from and just stuff like that but it's it's so surreal like how you can understand some like people some some people understand something some people don't i've read religions like i could never and i I don't want to call them a religion too much but i i guess they are i could never understand scientology 
their beliefs. I just don't get it. Just like how I could never understand certain Republicans' beliefs. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't understand mine either. Mm-hmm. Like Scientology probably has doesn't cannot understand why I believe that Jesus died and was resurrected. Mm-hmm. It, that that makes no sense to people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like here. You're an art guy, right? Mm-hmm. You like art. Mm-hmm. I could never understand how somebody can look at it. Like, do you here? Do you like to paint and do art, or do you like um? Like, do you also like just art as a concept, like looking at art and studying yeah. art? You like, like that too? Both, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I could never understand how somebody can look at a painting of nothing and and feel something. Like, th- that's not something that I am built with. I'm not structured with that sort of complexity when I look at something with my eyes, right? Mm. Um, what is that noise? <laughs> is that me? wasn't me that was me all right i don't know what that was um but yeah i could never like understand that mm-hmm. um and I, I i can't understand how people understand that but like can you look at a painting of almost nothing and feel something yeah it it's it's weird because that's that's probably why i do i do like it is because i can look at a poem or a painting and i can i can feel an emotion from it or i feel someone's story construed throughout it and that's the good painters and good poets and good writers that's that's how they're they're good at what they do is because they they're able to construe that emotion through words and colors and stuff and it's and it's very intriguing and to put it into a more simpler uh complex i don't like you you play soccer or whatever and i don't i mean soccer's fun i guess like playing in the backyard but i could never like i could never play it as a sport and enjoy it like i rather sit at home and read poems or like draw and it's it's weird that we're developed into a way that we have certain interests and those contradict other people's interests i mean there are definitely people who could never sit here and blab about everything under the sun for an hour with me. I mean, mm-hmm. there are very limited people who that, who that is of interest to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The soccer thing is a good example. It seems so simple, but I am wired to enjoy the flow of the game. Right. I, something about soccer is so like artistic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the just, you know, I enjoy to play the game. I enjoy studying the game. I'm a ref of soccer. You know, I, because I, I enjoy, like the the complexity behind the game, it's it's just enjoyable, right? Mm-hmm. I play tennis too. I enjoy just the flow of the game. I think a lot of sports for people are art forms. Mm-hmm. Um, just like how for me, talking is an art form. Mm-hmm. Like listening to people talk, you know, like podcasting. The Joe Rogan experience is almost a form of art. I mean, the way that they can talk for three to five hours sometimes. I mean, I think like Alex Jones and him can talk for five hours and they never get boring Mm -hmm. because there is so much to talk about in life. And, you know, you're going to have to come back eventually because, you know, we don't have six hours to talk, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we could. Yeah. And and we probably, but like, yeah, I am not wired to understand art. Right, I'm not mm-hmm. wired to understand poetry. I just don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, 
I could sit outside and play wiffle ball, but baseball as a as an idea and as a sport, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And everyone's built differently for some reason. Like, and it's not like a genetic thing, right? Like, if I was born, like my dad's played soccer his whole life. If mm-hmm. I was born to my parents and then given away, I don't think I'd have like a soccer gene or whatever. I don't think that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, so where does like this difference in um, interest come from? Like it's, if it's not genetic, is it just like almost a random like wheel spin in our head or is it something more? And it's, it's interesting because neither of my parents are artistic at all. Um, but all three of my brothers all love art. Um, just like we like different forms of art, but we all like the the concept of of art, and it's it's strange because like let's take if Charles Manson had a kid, you know, and Charles Manson talked to that kid, who like murdering's cool, like we like murdering people, we like death and stuff. That kid would grow up to like that sort of stuff and is it death would be desensitized yeah and it's it's like that kid you can't blame that kid for growing up and becoming a murderer because that's that's all they know and um it's it's strange the effect that nurturing and but it's it's not even it's not even nurture because like again like neither of my parents are artistic where does that or does that come in like my grandma likes art, but I didn't really spend a lot of time with my grandma um, growing up. And she wasn't the reason that I started liking art. I don't, I don't know what was. And so it's, it's like, where does that come from? Like did like looping back to the past lives was my former, former life an artist was, did, did he enjoy art as well? Did he, she enjoy art? And it's, it's it's interesting because these these personalities almost are random. These these interests and stuff they they come naturally to us, just like being able to breathe. And it's just like we've always we've always known it. And whether we're taught that or as a kid or not, we it's it's just that's that's normal to us. Yeah, I mean, I have interests that are either like you know normal for people my age like sports and tv and movies and stuff but i also have interests that i've met nobody else like you know i know they exist because i've seen them like on like in the world but i've met nobody else who who does what like i do exactly all right i i i have this phase where i go through certain obsessions and i'm sure a lot of people do Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's a certain sport whether i play it or i don't um I enjoy, um, like Texas Hold'em poker, right? Mm-hmm. And not even for the gambling aspect. I play with friends often, little to no money. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the mathematics and the complexity surrounding the game. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 such a beautiful game for like in my opinion. And I would play it almost daily with mm-hmm. not a single dime coming into the game. See, that's that's like that's art to you, and it's I think. Art's kind of a, a bigger um, category than we think. Like when we think art, we think pencils, we think paints and stuff like that. But I think it's 
I think it's more than that. I think it's the flow of something and the complexity that just like music, music's art and certain types of musics make people feel a certain way. Like, like there's sad music, there's happy music. And how does that, how, how does that work? You know, like where do, where do those emotions come from? And where does, where does your love of like cards come from and playing poker? Like I, I can play like card games and stuff, but I just think of it as like a card game. You think of it as, as more, you think of it as a, a flow or an art. And it's, it, it's, it's, really interesting one of those major forms of art that i feel like a lot of people relate to is is music Mm -hmm. um i find very few people who say they just do not like listening to music i've heard a lot of people say they don't like country music rap music rock music but everybody likes something i think Mm -hmm. and not everybody but a majority of people can listen to something and feel a certain way i love any music like here in the summer i like country music because it gives me like that beach vibe like that summer vibe um and i know countries that music you either love it or you hate it mm-hmm. i wouldn't say i love it but it's something i enjoy and then if before a soccer game if i've got headphones in i'm not listening to country music that doesn't put me in the right mood mm-hmm. for playing soccer that's why every single time you go to uh like a football game they play the same type of music and you can expect them to play the same type of music. Every time I'm warming up for a soccer game and they're playing music, it's a similar type of music and you're expecting it, right? Mm-hmm. Because every type of music has a um, place where it belongs, right? Mm-hmm. On the dance floor, it, or like here at a, at a romantic dance, it's a slow love song. And that's expected um, because it puts you in the mood for dancing with somebody that you love. Music has a way to put you in the mood for something that you might not even be in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm bored and tired of my bed and somebody were to bring a six feet by six feet JBL speaker into my room and start blasting like rock music, I might want to go on a run. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody can relate to music in some sort of way. Um, you know, and it's, it goes for like all art forms. Everyone can relate to art forms in a certain way. Like I have, I'll listen to an episode of Joe Rogan. I'm like, I really want to have a deep conversation with somebody about anything. I'll yeah. listen to Ben Shapiro debate somebody. I'm like, I need to find somebody who disagrees with me because <laughs> like it's just any form of art, whether it's uh, like physical art that you see with your eyes, music that you hear talking that you hear, um, whether your form of art is a sport playing a, a music, everyone's got an art form that they, uh, enjoy to a level that is too complex for people to, for certain people to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and it's, it's like music, like it's, it's vibrations through sound waves and stuff like that. So why, why does it make you feel emotions or, or painting is just colors all grouped together to form kind of like a picture. Like it's, it's such a simple, simple idea uh, or concept that, it it makes you feel something so deep and even attach itself to a vivid memory and it's it's so it's so weird how you can you can look at a painting and be like oh this reminds me of that or even smells you'll smell something and be like oh that reminds me of my grandma's house or something like that or like 
sitting out in the summer day. Like it's, it's, they're two completely different ideas, like sitting out in the sun and having a smell that smells like, like just like peaches or apples or something. It's just like, it's so weird. Cause it, it, they don't, they don't relate at all, but it, it still gives you that emotion. There are certain smells that cannot help but take me back to times, and I don't understand why. Mm. I do you remember the start of quarantine? Mm-hmm. There is a smell associated with the start of quarantine that everyone understands. Every, none of us, every, none of us can explain what that smell is, but we all remember that the air smelled so good. It was probably COVID in the air that we smelled, but no, yeah. it smelled so good. But I just, I don't understand what was up with the air in early. April, late March. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here, day, like here, kindergarten, daycare, um, like preschool has mm-hmm. this smell. It <laughs> might be nasty children slobbering all over, but I think it's like every time I walk into like a preschool, like if, you know, when I used to walk into a preschool to pick up my little sister, you know, mm-hmm. with my mom or whatever after school, there was some smell like from like, I don't know, like the toys or the slides that just takes me back to a time when I would sit there um, for calendar time on the carpet. You know, mm-hmm. it's so weird. They they make they don't relate at all. And like, just like the beginning of quarantine, it doesn't make sense what that smell is. Like, yeah. I understand summer smells, mm-hmm. um, trees, grass, flowers, yummy food, that, um, that lemonade. Not, it wasn't. It wasn't like that. There was nothing special going on that should make the air yeah. smell weird. But anytime I bring up how much court, like the beginning of quarantine felt so good as a time, it felt like a time to reflect on myself as a person. It felt like a time to start changing the way that I do things. I started to go to bed a little earlier. I started to wake up earlier. I started to make my bed. And I, I, <laughs> I've, I, I started to make my bed at the beginning of quarantine. I've done it for almost a year now. And I don't know why it just like felt like a time to change something, but the air, why did it, the smell get ingrained in us? Mm -hmm. And it might be because I spent a lot of time outside going on family walks, listening to whatever songs were popular at the time. Like super lonely was popular on TikTok. That sound reminds me of beginning of quarantine, the smell Mm -hmm. walking my dog. It's just all makes no sense, but it all correlates with that time. And that's going to have lasting if you're going to go into psychology this quarantine will have lasting psychological effects on us positive and negative mm-hmm. 100% and it's it's an interesting time for psychology cuz it's it, it's developing this traumatic yet yet like happy experience for all of us cuz it sucked like we couldn't couldn't go anywhere but it was still so it was still so great for some reason. And it still brings back all these pleasant memories of going on TikTok and listening to Doja Cat or like seeing like TikTok dances. Like why does that, why does the movement in some, someone's body like just correlate with that, with that memory? Why'd that stick, you know? Yeah. Um, like the beginning of quarantine, like April, May and june were such good times i feel like mm-hmm. like imagine somebody years ago told you for the next 12 months you cannot do anything all right they didn't tell you it's a pandemic they just said you can't do anything you can't leave your house you can't see your friends uh you have to wear a face covering because nobody's allowed to see you 
And when you go to school, only half of you can go <laughs> at a time. All right. And you only get to go twice a week. Imagine if someone told you that you'd be like, that would be the lit- literal psychological torment. Mm-hmm. Yet we just did that. And it felt good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was, any sense. it was so weird. It's such a weird time. Nobody's lived through that before in yeah. modern history. It's, it's, and so- we all just did it and we were, we, we lived through it and we're approaching the end. We did TikTok dances through it and we, <laughs> we, yeah, we learned how to make our bed. It's, and we learned how to walk with our family and talk about something. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's it's so it's so weird because it's it would be it, it sounds like it sounds like hell but it's it wasn't at all and it was it was a great time for for all of us and it maybe going back it wouldn't have been that great but the memory was good and there was this quote um, nostalgia is the dirty liar that told you things were better and it's so true. Like you, you always want to go back to when you were a little baby because you think it was so much better. But there was there was bad times then too. And ten years later, we're gonna wish we were back here right now. And it's it's so strange how how memories memories do that, and they just we associate certain memories with just good times, and it's it's weird. Like the memories of certain things are so twisted. Like I would never in a million years go back and live through this last 12 months, mm-hmm. right? 500,000 and counting million or 500,000 uh, Americans have lost their lives and millions have contracted a disease that will leave them with lasting effects. Why in the world does it seem like we wanted, we, it was a good time. Yeah. I, mean, I never found myself in the middle of it going, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do this forever. Yeah. But as time goes on, we're going to correlate it not with the deadly pandemic or wearing a mask or not seeing our friends. We're going to correlate it with those smells, um, the you know the experiences we had, and like just random dances and songs that we that we just remember. We never did them, but mm-hmm. we just remember hearing them a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really weird that our memories can be so twisted. And uh, maybe if you go into psychology, you'll start to understand why. Our, our memories twisted themselves like this. I hope so. Um, have you heard of the experiment of Pavlov's dog? Uh, was that the one where they uh, like rang a bell and gave it a treat? Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like that. And for people who are watching this who aren't familiar with that, um, this guy had every time he had fed his dog, he would give him a treat and he would ring a bell. And he had repeatedly done this over and over to every time he rang the bell and didn't give him a treat, he would salivate. And it's, it's kind of like that. We had, we had heard these songs over and over again. So now every time we hear those songs, it, we instantly go back to those, to those memories. Uh, so you've seen the office, right? Yeah. yeah. You know I'm going to go with this. Yeah, I did. So yeah, uh, Mike or Jim would uh, prank Dwight all the time. But he, what he would do is he would restart his computer, and you know it, it would go like and make that weird restart computer noise. And every time he did that, he'd offer Dwight a mint, and he did that for a couple weeks. And then uh, he offered Dwight a mint. Dwight's like, or he, no, he uh, restarted his computer and didn't offer Dwight a mint. And Dwight's like, 
Yeah. Just continues doing his work and sticks his hand out. And it's so weird. It like it, it was funny, like it's a joke, but that's that's true. Like that's how things that's how it actually works in real life. Yeah, it's an actual scientific experiment and it it happens. And it's it's weird because it happens with a lot of things. And a lot of those those smells and stuff, um, that's that's how they work and how that's how they, they bring you back is because you're constantly smelling them. And once you're once you smell them, you're you're taken back. Um, but it's it's strange. Like if you were to say you were to eat a certain type of gum when you were a little kid and you hadn't eaten that gum for a while. But if you start eating that gum again, that memory would probably probably fade and you would you would now you couldn't associate it with that memory because now it's associated with with the now and how you can rewrite your brain like that is is very interesting and it's it's cool for the capabilities that we're able to we're able to do with that so when when i go on walks i i like to walk my dog like every day for me and her it's i just enjoy like not caring about anything for 20 minutes just going and walking around my neighborhood and avoiding anybody i know um and it's actually pretty stressful trying to avoid people you know Mm -hmm. uh but like it's it's so carefree and what i do is i listen to podcasts when i do it usually something deep whether it's like an unsolved mysteries you know from buzzfeed those are i like those um Mm. whether it's like crime junkie or whether it's like joe rogan someone like that i remember vividly if i re-listen to the episode i watched today when i went my walk i will remember where i was every time they say anything today i watched uh joe rogan mma show with dustin poirier Mm-hmm. I remember exactly where I was when he asked him about how he cuts weight. I remember exactly what I looked at when he asked him what it was like beating Conor McGregor. I just remember where I was when I heard certain things. Mm-hmm. And I'll remember that whether it's today or whether it's next week. If I listen to that episode again, that first 30 minutes of the episode, I'll know where I was when I heard those things. And it's so weird that I can correlate something I listen to. And I listen to it almost in the background right Mm -hmm. the walking and enjoying the air is the the foreground the background's that but i still remember everything they said Mm -hmm. you're so weird that i can correlate something i heard with how my leg felt when i took a step on the sidewalk yeah and it's 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 all subconsciously and it's like i don't i don't have the best memory and humans really aren't supposed to have the best memory like the brain's not meant for memory which is kind of weird but um Especially considering the way we educate. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's weird that you can you can smell something and it 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 brings you back to a specific memory that you would not be able to remember unless you were chewing some certain type of gum or listening to some certain podcast. And it's like I yeah, I would never remember that. And maybe that can like give you an idea of how to remember for your next test to like, like chew a certain type of gum and then chew that same gum again, you know? Yeah. That'd be like really interesting if we could listen to music, chew gum, um, play with a stress ball while we study and then do that same thing while we're taking the test. If that information floods back now that you say that I'm definitely trying that at my math test on Thursday. I, I, I actually want to try that now and see if, see how that works. Something would have to come back to you. I I guarantee you something would you would oh, notice yeah. something. And 
it's yeah it's like what are the possibilities of that like is like i don't i don't even know i just pulled that out of my head real quick i i I don't know if people have done that before but i think it i think it would be interesting to do that you know yeah um while we were talking like uh, it was five minutes ago you got a nice little compliment there uh oh wow yeah i don't know who that is that's reese huh that's reese bobbin oh is it yeah he he was uh he's said a lot of things so far so uh, like yeah (laughs) um oh and there's also that (laughs) but yeah um it's so weird that i can sit down and talk to somebody i've never tried this i've never done this but i can sit down and talk to you for now an hour and 20 minutes and we just got to like we we went from track season without ask without like changing topics yeah like we never tried to say all right now let's move on to this ever but we went from track to um how the mind correlates smells with um (laughs) times in your life yeah but it it, it's such a fluid conversation and i thought that joe rogan was like really good at it and that's how he got it to happen but if you try it if you sit down with somebody that you either know a lot about or haven't spoke to in a while and you just talk for an hour and you set a timer and you say, let's go, you're going to get some somewhere. Is this your, is this your longest podcast so far? I just went and checked. That's funny. I, I went to check. Uh, we just beat it by nine minutes so far. We're, we're an hour and 20 in and my longest was Myra. She was an hour and 11 minutes. So I am very honored and to be oh, the yeah. on the Jack Bowie show. You'll, you'll definitely have to come back because yeah, I, we, I, we missed a lot. Um, and, uh, an hour and 20 minutes seems like a long time, but it's, it's not that long if you're having yeah. really deep conversations. If you're constantly talking, then it doesn't seem that long. Right. Time flies when you're talking about nothing, you know? Yeah, exactly. um, but yeah, uh, I'll make sure that whatever this podcast ends up being, uh, you know, if I ever interview Reese with, which I think I'm going to do, um, if I talk to, you know, some other guests that I've planned, I'll make sure to stop it before it gets to this point so you can keep right. your crown. All right. I'm glad. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, this was really good. I'm, I I've wanted to do this a while because mm-hmm. I'm so limited with my other, po- you know, with my political podcast. Mm-hmm. There's, it's so limited as to what I can talk about. And this is uh, going to go on like the same, uh, like, Spotify mm-hmm. directory. It's going to go like on the same YouTube channel. It'll just be you know its own cover art, its own yeah. thing. But um. Yeah, it's so limiting, you know. I, I, there's so many things I want to talk about, and I think about it. I'm like, like I wanted to talk about Oprah's interview with Meghan and Harry, and I'm like, that's just not me. Like, that's not what people uh, want to hear. Yeah, it's kind of political because it's you know the royal family and everything. Yeah. Um, but there, it's very limiting, and there's a lot of like, I have a lot of thoughts. You know, I think a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't get to share as much of that because only about twenty percent of my thoughts are politics related. Mm-hmm. Um. And I can tell you also think a lot, you know. Oh yeah, like around point point five minor political. Yeah, uh, yeah. You you hear the uh, like there's some TikTok sound that correlates with me so much. It's like um, you know, a person who thinks all the time has nothing oh. left to think about except for thoughts. Like, yeah, yeah. That's every time I'm like, that's me. I know. I I struggle a lot. Like I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but this is good. I sometimes struggle to sleep because I can't. 
Like, just shut up. I talk to myself so much and I think about certain things and I stress a lot about little things. Like I have a tendency to do that. Like um, I wanted to change my cover art on my show. It was, I don't know if you can see it. uh, You probably can't in like the top right by the broadcast button. Um, No, it's like, okay, well my logo was like the white house or the Capitol building. Um, It was like, you know, like a, like a dark blue, Mm-hmm. Um, with my logo on top. One day I decided I think it needs to be a little more vibrant. I just want to change the background to a solid, like light blue. Um, and, you know, with my logo on top. I was like, I'm just going to make my cover art a little more vibrant. I started editing that at 10 o'clock. It got to 11. I wasn't happy with it. And I went to bed. And the whole time I'm sleeping, I'm like, my career is ruined. <laughs> I, just, I was so stressed out. Like, I just decided I wanted to change it. I had no obligation to change it. I didn't have to, but when I want to do something, I've got to get it done. Like then mm-hmm. like, I can't, I can't like, I I cannot take a nap. If I'm tired, I cannot, t- I cannot go to sleep. <laughs> Sleeping for me, six, seven hours and I'm good. I, I need to be awake. I, I don't like sleeping at all. See, I'm, I'm so different because I love, sleep. like, I love like eight hours, like seven to eight hours is like my perfect point. Um, but at least you're not sleeping till like two, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, no. I, I, I can't be I can't be lazy. I can't do that. No, I have to I have to get up before nine or I don't do anything the entire day, you know. Like it's just like I'm just so so tired like the entire day. Right. Like this morning I was just sitting around watching TV and I'm like, so I've got my interview at two. I'm going to play tennis tonight with a friend at like six. Mm-hmm. So I've got like five hours to do nothing, and then I'm like, oh no. I have nothing to do for five hours. <laughs> so I had to go walk my dog. I had to uh, start editing um, like just a random montage of clips that I'm uploading later. I had to go sit down and play Minecraft for a half hour just because I, I needed something to do. Mm-hmm. I need to be doing something with my life because sleeping a third of your life, I, I can't fathom. Yeah, I can't waste a third of my life doing nothing. Um, what it, It's not necessary. Now I'm not worried about it because I'm a kid. I'm supposed to sleep longer. But when I'm an adult, I'm literally going to sleep however long I need to sleep to be at my max productivity. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sleep for pleasure because humans, if they only slept as long as they needed to, like that's medically advised, mm-hmm. we would live like 20 years longer. Like, yeah. like we'd, we'd actually do things for like a total yeah. of like 20 years longer. And that's my thing. And I know I have no, I, I'm 15. I really don't have any like priorities. I don't have anything to stress about, but mm-hmm. I feel like if I, if I don't have something to stress it about, I'm, I'm wasting my time. I think so. Yeah. Like, like this podcast, I had literally nothing going on today and I'm like, you, the, we were like, cause this week was like really busy for me. Um, yesterday I had family over and we had gone out to eat and stuff and I had hung around them and I had also gone to the junior high and played football with a few friends. And then Friday I had spent the day with most of my friends and I'm like, you know, what? I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to talk to Jack today. Like today is a good day to talk to Jack. Cause it's just like, I wanted to sit down and just, you know, like talk about life. Cause I, I enjoy doing that. And I love hearing other people's ideas. I love hearing your ideas. And it's just, it's like a, 
it's a relaxing thing to me. And um, like, yeah, like sleep, like, like Joe, if you, if you're, you can hear, um, I don't know what podcast it was, but Joe Rogan was talking to someone. It might've been like Kevin Hart or Elon Musk or something like that. But he had talked about how much he loved sleep. Like he gets like eight hours of sleep when like most people like as influential as him have like four to like five hours of sleep. Like the rock, yeah. I think like Elon Musk gets five. Yeah. I think the and rock, that's, that's a lot for him for his life. He five hours is a lot. The rock. I think he has, um, four hours. He goes to bed at midnight and then wakes up at four and he works out like three times in a day or something ridiculous like that. And, but I like, I get where he's coming from. Cause yeah, I have to, I have to be busy or looking forward to something. And the dangerous thing about like looping back to TikTok, it's, it's such a, it's such a time consumer. Cause it's 15 seconds does not seem like a lot of time, but when you're watching like 800 videos, that's a long time. And it's constantly new stuff. And it's like, I can sit down and watch a movie for like two hours as long as it's like an exciting movie. If it's like boring, I can't do it. But like you like most people can sit there and watch TikTok for like four hours without getting bored just because it's so like so captivating. And there's so much stuff on there of different ideas and that sort of stuff. That just it it consumes so much time, and I think our generation needs to learn how to have better time-consuming things rather than than like sitting there on the phone for six hours. You know, um, like read a book or something. Like like gain a good habit. Learn uh, learn to code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Find find a, a a good hobby instead of looking at stupid stuff for nine hours because it it like destroys your head and it's like it it mushes your head because you're you're looking at like some guy talking about how the pharaoh has uh, the hall of chambers underneath of it and it's like is that real probably not but like it's cool to look at and like we should just be like reading books or like cooking or something like have a have a healthy healthy habit that you're doing something good you're learning something that's factual and makes sense rather than watching some stupid guy talk about how aliens and the earth is flat no like here one thing that also takes up a lot of time is youtube because when you when you watch youtube videos are longer than like tiktok Mm-hmm. And you watch a lot of them. So I've learned to use YouTube to my advantage. I cannot understand sitting there and watching like Danny Duncan. It's so it's a like funny, sure, but it's a, it's a yeah. waste of time in the long run. So like here, I, I watch a lot of YouTube, but here's my like like I'll scroll through my YouTube feed and just tell you what some of the videos are. They're gonna benefit me in some way. Mm-hmm. Um. The Joe Rogan experience, I learned about people. I learned how to talk to people. Dave Ramsey, he's a financial guy. Uh, it'll eventually teach me to manage my money well. Tennis, it's a sport that I play. It's entertaining to me. Podcasting, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> cryptocurrency, something that I am interested in, right? I don't really do a whole lot of cryptocurrency trading, but it could be math and it, it could be useful in the future. And then I have one thing here. Oh, I have debates, which you know can teach me stuff. And I have one thing here that's entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. But not um, gonna help me. And I don't spend a whole lot of time. I have all those things. It's the thing I spend the least time on, and it's a uh, criminal trial. You know, like just listening to like cases of mm-hmm. crimes. That's my only entertainment here, really. Mm-hmm. Everything else is going to help me in some way and that's what i like to spend my time doing sure danny duncan's funny sure mr beast is entertaining but it's probably making you stupider yeah most likely and i i i love danny duncan danny duncan's my favorite but yeah it's he's not he's not really teaching you anything productive really and other than how to like get kicked out of a store yeah yeah yeah, how to how to make someone mad um but yeah, I I like to watch. Hold on, I gotta look at the name. It's but I I watch a lot of TED talks on mm, um, yes. YouTube. I love TED talks. Um, just, Again, people talking. It's yeah, interesting, talking. captivating. Um, it's the pursuit of wonder. That's what it's called. You'll have to check them out. But it's they uh, express all their de- ideas um, with stories. And stuff like that, and it's it's very it's very interesting um, stuff. I haven't watched a lot of the a lot of them, um, but I've watched a few, and they're they're very interesting, to say the least. Yeah, I think spending time on YouTube to learn something is extremely beneficial, and mm-hmm. everything that I watch is, I believe, going to help me in the future. Mm-hmm. Not sure, but I believe it will. But it's not like I'm torturing myself. I, I enjoy mm. watching those things. Like, find something. I'm YouTube's entertainment. Use it for mm. that. I'm not saying bore yourself to death, but find yeah. something that you really enjoy doing that's going to help you in the future. This mm-hmm. podcast, I really enjoy doing. I spend a lot of time doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not a waste of time. It's learning. It's teaching me how to. It's teaching me journalism skills. It's teaching me video editing skills. It's teaching me um, broadcasting skills. It's teaching me interview skills. It's a lot of things that could help me in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Find something that you love doing that will possibly benefit you in, benefit you in the future, mm-hmm. and I think that if you can uh, do that, then it's going to help you. Like, like TED Talks, they're you're listening to people talk, tell their stories. It's interesting, but it's going to help you in the future. Oh yeah, like and, you're going to learn incredible things. Yeah, and it's yeah, I, yeah, yeah, them, they're. I, I love them. They they have such a good a uh, good way of explaining ideas and stuff like that. And um, yeah, just TED talks. Like you you learn someone's experience. You you learn from it. You learn their mistakes. You don't do those things. Like it's it's simple. It's simple stuff. Um, but like yeah, like Danny Duncan, Mr. Beast. Like it's watching someone else play a video game like it's just like it's definitely entertaining and it's a good time waster and it's a good way to to relax because it's a it's nice entertainment but you gotta you gotta find something such as like i'm i watch um what i forget what they're called um 
but they like uh they'll teach like courses and stuff like that crash course i think is what it's called but they have like a 30 part series or something on psychology and i've been i've been watching that and it 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 interests me and it's teaching me about psychology which could be a further career for me so uh you you told me about uh pursuit of wonder I went, I like, I was looking at their popular uploads while you were talking and I added like five out of the six of them to my like watch later, watch later for me is like really just like good stuff. I want to see, but I don't know if anyone saw my subscriptions on the side when I, uh, like showed my screen. Um, but if you pause to look at it, you'll see, I wasn't lying. My subscriptions are Ali Abdel. Who's a productivity guy. Um, criminal psychology account which runs through like trials and stuff. The Ramsey show, which is um, money management. The uh, Dr. John Deloney show, which he's a psychologist. Um, powerful JRE. Uh, Tom Buck, who's a podcasting guy and a cookie God, Minecraft YouTuber. There's my entertainment. So I had like two things there that you could call just entertainment. Yeah. That won't help me, but I don't spend a lot of time on it. And it's, giving me something just to relax and enjoy. Yeah. Exactly. I'm trying to fall asleep. I can't sleep. I'll watch a 15 minute Minecraft video and call it a day. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not hurting me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're, we're talking a lot here about not wasting your life, mm-hmm. but w- enjoy yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm, the, I'm talking a lot about being boring, uh, sleeping less, um, not watching anything stupid on YouTube, deleting TikTok, but enjoy yourself, you know? Yeah. I watch Criminal Minds. I love The Office. I mm. play video games, mm. but I, I I do it in moderation, and that's something I've gotten really good at during like quarantine. Mm. And I I think people think that like it sounds boring to get less sleep. Like that sounds like bad, but like that will actually make you like a happier person. Like getting a good amount of sleep, watching things that are productive. It's it's not going to turn you into a boring person but it's it's going to make you happier and it's going to it's going to give you a value to life that you might not have seen before and you might you might gain a hobby that you've never had or find an interest in something you've never had and so it's it's, it's not a it's not a time waster or like boring or anything it's not going to make you like a like a bland person but it's it's gonna make you probably more interesting and a better, happier person. I think trying new things or exploring new things, and I'm not referring to like food, I'm referring to like things, um, is extremely beneficial. I'm we we finished our class like sign ups. Are you going to Perrysburg High School next year? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we finished class sign ups. Mm-hmm. Um, I took one class that I think I will have no interest in. Mm-hmm. It's an AP class. It's computer science principles. I don't necessarily like computer science, but it's the easiest AP class. I'll probably pass as long as you do a little bit of study. And I might find something I really enjoy. All right. I have never really played tennis in my life. A couple months ago, my dad says, hey, you should play tennis and try out for the tennis team. So I started playing tennis a couple times a week. I really enjoyed it. So for the past month, every single day I was off school, I went to the Perrysburg Tennis Center. I played tennis. Every single day. Mm. I found a hobby because somebody suggested it. It didn't completely interest me, but I thought I'll try it. Out of 28 people who tried out, they were accepting 12 on JV and I made it. 
all right, I found something that I enjoyed doing. I didn't think I'd make the team, but I put in the work and I made a team in a month of mm -hmm. working. And just a month ago, I was hesitant about even going and playing the next day with my dad. So try something new and you're going to find something. If you try a lot of new things, you're going to find something you really enjoy or that you're really good at, possibly even both. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not wasting your life to do something extremely productive for a while, right? I didn't necessarily know if I'd like podcasting. I've podcasted for three years um, with just, just doing stupid stuff. I did sports podcasts, political podcasts, and this is the only one that stuck for like a couple months. Mm -hmm. I got to like three, four episodes and I quit. Now here we are on episode one of a new series, and I've already got 29 episodes on the other one. Well, I have 28. I didn't release the 29th, so there you all go. It's coming out later. Um, but, you know, as if anybody cares. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's something that I really enjoy doing. It's productive for me. Um, I'm learning how to do a lot of things I've never known how to do. I just interviewed the superintendent of Harrisburg Schools, right? I would yeah. never have had that opportunity yeah. without taking up something that I thought I might enjoy and running with it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's... Yeah, you're you're you went from just like interviewing small people like that go to our school to people like Tom Hasso. Like that's sweet. Like you're you're developing something that's that's useful and that you like and like tennis, like it's keeping you in shape and it's something you like. And it's people need to learn more to to try new things. And not be so comfortable with their life, because because once you get comfortable, then it's like you don't you don't want to go out of routine. But going out of routine is like one of the most like the best things you can do to be a happier, better, more interesting person. Um, just seeking discomfort and something you might not enjoy, but just taking that risk, and even if you don't enjoy it. You'll probably you'll probably have a good time doing it, even if you probably won't ever do it again. It's it's fine. You tried it, and you can say you tried it. Yeah. So I heard a lot of people talking about this documentary called "In and of Itself." Um, it's a documentary on Hulu about a like a magician who does these really like psychological tricks, and everyone on Facebook said you'll leave like with a changed life but it was two hours long. And I thought if this could possibly benefit me, I'm going to, I'm going to watch the whole thing. I watched uh, the whole thing. What it, what is it called again? In or... and of itself. Okay. Um, right. I don't remember the ma magician's name, but if you tell me, I'll remember it was like Delgardio or something like that. Mm -hmm. I left completely confused. A lot of people say they get it. A lot of people are confused. I was so confused. I didn't understand it. I felt weird after it. I'm like something is changed like I, I felt changed but i just it was it was pretty boring two hours i was confused the whole time actually it wasn't boring it was very exciting but it, it was confusing to me mm -hmm. but i didn't consider it a waste of two hours i tried something i thought would benefit me i don't know if it did but i didn't waste two hours i spent two hours watching a, a really good documentary really good reviews people were saying it changed their life and if there's something that's going to possibly change my life in two hours i'm doing it yeah and if it didn't tough right. you know mm -hmm. um but yeah just simple things like you you know you run do you like to uh like just work out to work out like do you ever go to the gym 
um, or lift at home just because you want to be healthy and fit? Like, do you work out to just work out? Yeah. And yeah, I do like almost every day. Um, some days not because the track gets in the way and just being busy and stuff. But no, I, I enjoy doing it. And it's almost like a like a meditation to me. Like it's it's nice. It keeps me focused. And for some people, some people hate working out. And some people like just sitting around and not doing anything. And that's that's fine. Like I'm not I'm not you, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but I enjoy I enjoy running. I enjoy like like moving around and stuff. Yeah, I just working out for me is so like simple. I I w- I've done it a couple times. I woke up early. I was like, w- people do this. They wake up. They either have school or work at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. They need to wake up at six thirty. They wake up at five thirty and they work out. Mm-hmm. I've done that a couple times. I felt so good the rest of the day, mm-hmm. so accomplished. But I, I struggle to do that every day. Get up very early and work out. You know, I, it's it's not easy. And if you do that, then you know, props to you. That's impressive. But I've done it a couple of times, and I really did notice a difference. Like I went to school, and I was so much more energized. I think everybody hated me that day um, because I was like, it was like second period, and I'm all hype about government, and you know, too bad, right? Yeah. Um, it's so simple for me. Some people might not like it. Have you ever tried to meditate? Like just simple, me- like actual just meditation. Actually, I love meditating. It's it's actually really nice. And um, or like even um, just like just like laying there in the quiet for fifteen minutes, not even doing any mantras or any anything like that. Just like laying there and just focusing on your breathing is just it's so it's so calming to me. I think I need I need to do something similar to that. But back when, like, I I told you I my mind runs. It's mm-hmm. I almost struggle sleeping some nights. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining, you know, sitting there and thinking about everything under the sun. But it's not good for me necessarily struggling to sleep. So I think that I should definitely try that. What you know, just go from like five minutes in the morning and the night to if you enjoy it, fifteen minutes twice a day. I I heard it can definitely be. I don't know why my phone's buzzing. Literally, there's no notification or anything. It's done that twice. I'm so confused. Oh, I never mind. I found out. I've been messing with my Apple Watch band the whole time, and I keep hitting like the the um like find oh. my Apple. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna put this over here. So, yeah. See, I I can't like just. I had to be doing something, right? Just messing yeah. with my Apple Watch band while talking to you. Anyway, let's get back to this. I think I need to do that because I, I definitely struggle. And if I can let some of those things go, that'd help. But I think it, the same thing that happens to me when I sleep would happen when I meditate. It would take a lot of practice for me because mm. I would think about everything. Mm. In meditation, you're only thinking about your body. You're thinking about your breathing pattern. You're thinking about your heart rhythms. That's what matters in meditation. Mm. Nothing else but just you sitting there. Mm. And it's supposed to be boring. And then after you get past that stage where it's boring. You start to get past, get to the stage where it's almost exciting, exhilarating mm-hmm. to just sit there and meditate. Um, the craziest thing about meditation is that once you get really good at it, um, I'm sure you've heard of it, astral projection. 
You know what that is? Not really. Okay. So ask projection is a form of meditation where you feel like you're having, like you're floating from above your body. And it's, it's, it's one of the craziest experiences you can have. And it's people will, I've never, I've never gotten this far, but people will literally see themselves floating above themselves and they can see their body laying in their bed. They have focused that hard on like their breathing pattern and like a binaural beat or something like that. And I, I've tried it. I tried it a few times and it's, it's great. Like it's weird. Like it. So the time I had done it, um, I put on a 700 Hertz binaural beat astral projection, like music type thing. And I had laid in my bed and I had stayed completely still for around 20 minutes to half an hour, only focusing on my breathing. I've never done that before. And like, I've never been so focused in my entire life just because I won. I wanted to go up and see my body like that'd be I just think that would be sweet. But um, like I didn't because I didn't really believe it at first. I'm like, no way that's happening. Like that's just like your mind playing tricks on you and stuff like that. Well, after about half an hour, um, I had like felt my arm moving up, but it, not physically like I could feel like there was almost two arms like my arm had gotten like lighter and started lifting up and then I had felt kind of spinning. Like I was spinning in my, like insides were like carpet almost. Like it felt really fuzzy and like, it literally felt like I was on like a roller coaster and I was like spinning around. And obviously if you feel like you're spinning around and you're laying still, it's not, it's not the most pleasant experience. So I had ripped out my earbuds and of course I like, I'm there like nothing had happened to me, but it's a very, very strange experience. And I had gone to a Reddit forum and I had, I, I had asked about it, um, like an astral projection um, Reddit forum. And they're like, yeah, like that's the beginning of it. Like, and it's you, it's kind of like everyone kind of, it scares them at first that part, but it's once you get past that, it's kind of you, you float almost and you feel like you're going you'll you'll have to you'll have to research it. I don't know a ton about the science. Neither do does really anyone else because no one can really explain it. But you'll you'll definitely have to have to research it more because it's it's very it's very interesting. Yeah, that's the whole side of meditation. People don't understand. A lot of people think meditation sitting outside or in your bed and just sitting there and just waiting for time to pass. Uh-huh. And I, I've never done it, but I know that's not what it is. Uh-huh. If that's what it was, nobody would do it. That's a waste of time. Uh-huh. So let's say that what, you know, like let's, so what happened to you, right? Uh-huh. That's the beginning of this goal, right? Uh-huh. What are you going to benefit from? Like, like being able to see yourself is cool and all, but are you going to benefit from that? Or does that just show you that you're in such a relaxed state? Like, are you, are you benefiting from seeing yourself or is seeing yourself just that, that clarification that you're, you're doing good. You're 
relaxed you're in this state of zen like you know what's what's the goal of meditation just to um, calm yourself so part of it but um it's more the second thing you're seeing yourself because well i don't know why but it's you're in this such deep meditative state and i don't know why it happens or why the same exact thing happens to everyone else like this same exact experience where your insides feel fuzzy and you start to spin and why you see yourself and feel really light it, it doesn't make any sense at all but if you do it it happens and then you can't really call anyone crazy because you just you just experienced it and it's i had researched it a bit and the benefits of that after projection and just regular meditation is very much so that it it increases focus you're able to control your thinking your emotions more you're able to keep calm in like tough situations and stuff like that like um like just like deep breaths and stuff is a kind of form of meditation like when in a serious situation your heart's racing you take a few de deep breaths you feel better or just close your eyes and vision you're somewhere nice that's a that's a form of meditation and it just it it increases focus it calms you down it helps you in almost every aspect of life it it makes you a happier better person because you're able to focus you're able to control your emotions and i think everyone would want that to happen if they had the choice. So, uh, you know how, when you wake up, you're like tight. So you stretch, right? Mm. Well, when you wake up, you've been essentially doing nothing for a long time. Um, you're dehydrated. You've, your bladder is usually full. You are, you know, muscles are tight and tense. So I go on walks in the morning to help kind of move my blood around. Right. And just kind of get me, ready what i like to do is breathe like breathe just really deeply mm -hmm. i'm listening to my stuff i'm walking my dog i'm just enjoying the day i'm looking around but at the same time i'm just breathing in as much as i can and breathing out as much as i can and that way like not only is like my muscles stretch but like my lungs are like full and just i'm able to like i used to do this when i would run cross country and i it felt really good like the entire warm-up i would just breathe as deep as i can and i felt like i had my maximum lung capacity you know available mm -hmm. to me and i you know i did that today and i have i've had this problem like a lot of people underestimate you know talking for an hour and 53 minutes it's not completely easy mm -hmm. you need to be able to you know especially like this is easier but when i'm doing like an hour long show on my own. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't stop talking to listen to people. I don't take a whole lot of drinks. I mean, I've drank this entire thing the whole time we've been sitting here mm -hmm. and it's not easy. I mean, I had struggled to catch my breath and ever since I started doing that breathing as deeply as I could, whenever I, you know, would just walk or start my day, it's been so much easier to continue talking and it's helped me a lot mm -hmm. in life and breathing deeply is such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. just taking deep breaths a couple times a day. Um, you know, the Apple watch has like a breathe thing where every once in a while it, it for like one minute gives you breathing rhythms with little vibrations. And 
sometimes in the study hall, if I'm stressed out, I'll just do a two minute breathing thing. And it helps a lot. And it's, it's, it's so, as you mentioned, it's so simple and it's just, it's such an easy thing that if more people did it, a lot more people would be, would be happier and have a, a fuller life. Like just meditating for literally like five to 10 minutes, like a day, you'd be so much happier and just such a, such a better person. Yeah. I mean, here, when you are happier as a person, you make other people happier. It's like, you know, when you put rotting bananas next to regular bananas, the regular bananas start to rot. So if I've noticed that if I like, I'm really stressed out about something, I'm going to stress other people out. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm stressed out about school and I'm, blabbing to my parents about school it's going to stress them out for me so what i've started to do is not hide it but writing Mm -hmm. helps a lot venting whether it's to myself in my room which is i don't like to do i like to physically be able to write something down or like i'll write something down um in on paper and then i'll just throw it out Mm -hmm. i'll send myself like just a number, just self send myself like um, a text message, mm-hmm. right? So nobody sees it, but I'm, I'm getting something out. And I like to be able to just get something out because talking to other people is really good, but writing helps. And I really want to take up like journaling, like writing a, a paragraph every day. It does not long, like dear diary, da, 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 that, that type of stuff is just writing down every day, what you did, what you can do better tomorrow and what you did very well today that can help your quality of life so much. And everybody I watch, I watch a lot of productivity stuff, a lot of life, like psychology stuff, how to better your life. They all say, write down something. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is a form of me venting what's happening in my life. Yeah. Venting what's happening in the news. The news stresses me out a lot as somebody who's focused on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should stop focusing on it. But as somebody <laughs> who's always focused on the news and politics, it's extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. So podcasting gives me a chance to talk about it. And if you, you know, uh, most of my episodes are calm, but there's a couple episodes where I do get a little, you know, angry. And sometimes I'll just kind of start, I don't really raise my voice a whole lot, but I'll just start, you know, something like Trump is so childish, just, you know, and then I kind of think about it. I'm like, I'm going to post that. (laughs) It'll make me feel better if I do post it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it gives me a chance to kind of vent, things that are stressful. And I, I really want to do start writing more. I think that'll help me like in life. Do you do any sort of writing or is like art your like escape? Um, I do. I do write. And I actually, I write like, I like to write like novels and stuff like that. Not like, I'm not like very good at like keeping the same idea, but I like coming up with ideas for it and drawing concept art, stuff like that. No, no fan fiction stuff don't get the wrong idea you're not a criminal minds like fandom page runner or nothing like that i mean may i might have a few but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah just like writing like fiction and stuff like that like it just calms me because that's also a form of art and i love poetry and i like to include that in writing and stuff like that and um but yeah i used to i used to journal quite a bit like I tried to do it every day for about it was for a few months but I kind of I kind of stopped just because I've been so busy but I, I definitely need to get back into it because it is 
it is so good for you. Yeah, I I've tried it. I've, the most I've done it was like a couple of weeks, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the excuse I gave myself when I stopped was, you know, life happened. But then I thought about it. I'm like, when things like, or or I'm like, I got busy, right? I got stressed out. I had too much to deal with. And that's the time you need to write. Mm-hmm. Don't write when you have nothing to do. Yeah. Then you're there's nothing to say. But when you're really stressed out, like when I'm busy and I've got school, then I've got I'm going to the gym, then I've got practice, and I've got to fit all my homework in between the hours of ten and eleven fifty nine, right? Mm-hmm. That's when I need to write. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll make time for it. Yeah. Finish your homework and then write a paragraph in three minutes and go to bed. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not hard. But I think that's what I need to do when I, you know, get stressed out. And I just realized something uh, just now. At an hour and ten, an hour and twenty minutes, we said, "Whoa, this is the longest episode." I'll make sure nobody beats it. We started talking about something. We've been talking for forty minutes now. <laughs> we're we're at two hours in length. Yeah, and, we, we had we had almost ended the the episode about half an hour ago. Look at it. We got off topic. And look- yeah, and then I brought up how like, you know. We we had some really deep conversations, and then we started getting to into like the human psycho like psychology about deep conversations. Yeah. And two hours now that's a that's a long time to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you know. Like it, if I'm going to talk to somebody for two hours, you know, I wish it was somebody I actually liked, but you know, they, they weren't avail- <laughs> they weren't available, so I'm stuck talking to you. Yeah, I got the the plan B. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it, it's. The fact that we were able to have this great conversation, we, we talked about a lot of things and we really never got to a point where it was like, you know, what else do we need to talk about? Yeah. And we, we could definitely go like four hours, right? Yeah. We could, but sure. that's, you know, our butts are going to hurt very bad. And, We're busy uh, people. Right. And, and we won't have anything to talk about next time because there yeah. will be a time. You come will. back eventually. I will. Um, but yeah, if, if like you, you know anybody who is like you, deep mm-hmm. conversations, enjoys stuff like this, you should bring them on with you too. Oh yeah, um, I think me and Reese had actually talked about doing a trio. That'd be, that'd be like five hours, you know. Oh yeah, it would it would be a long time. But yeah, that I, I'm I'm glad that the people you speak with on a daily basis, guys, are deeper than you think. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, you might not be interested in what they have to talk about, but everyone has something that they could talk about for three hours. Oh yeah. And it just happens that for us, that's people and like the way people operate and the way people live their lives. Um, and, and dude, like there's so many things that are interesting in life, but people is the most interesting thing oh, because everything that like, you might think science is more interesting. Who's behind science? People. Mm-hmm. Everything is like, and and we'll never know everything about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there's always more to learn. And uh, you know, I I cannot wait for like senior year when we take like AP Psych. That's gonna be so fun. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah, AP Psychology and like Sociology. Those are gonna be some of the most real classes that you're gonna use. Mm-hmm. It's especially if you're gonna study it. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, people. That's why I love psychology because people are just so interesting, and it's we're all we're all so different, and none of us are exactly the same. And that's what's so interesting is like it's a study that'll never go out of go out of business because you're never gonna you're never gonna stop learning about people. 
Right. Like I, I, I talked to you about for two hours. We talked about people's psychology and we talked about a lot of things, but I could probably have another two hour conversation with somebody else. Right. And not talk about any of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I have a, I have a couple people who are really passionate about certain things who want to talk on the show mm-hmm. and it might not be something I'm passionate about. It might be something I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. but I, you can talk to anybody for a long time and eventually you'll find something that you both really connect with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you like art. I don't understand art, mm-hmm. but we connected with, um, like different forms of art. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about what art is cause art's not drawing a picture and painting it and calling mm-hmm. it art like that. That's part of art, but it's not what art is. Mm-hmm. And, Almost anything can be art, except for like, you know, I don't know. Okay, almost everything can be art. Now that I think about it, pretty, pretty much. Like sports can be art, writing, drawing, talking, music. Like you know, everything. You can be a welder, and it can be. It's it's right. art. You can be You're, a, you're making computers, and it's art. Right. Your product is. I mean, your your piece of art is your product. Like oh. as an engineer. Um, Elon Musk, his art form, you know, is electric vehicles and Mm -hmm. his, his end product, his, his piece of art is this massive successful company Mm -hmm. and he's got a lot to show for it. Um, but yeah, we could go on and on about Elon Musk and just, you know, we, we'd turn Elon Musk, uh, into, I don't know, like the moon in 30 seconds. So and aliens get into aliens and how. Oh yeah, I can tell we uh have more to talk about. Oh yeah, and there and there will be the next time possibly with with Reese. Yeah, and I I also got to get Reese on here. Well, you know whether he comes with you or whether he doesn't. Yeah, um, you know I don't know if he's still here. Uh, I'm he, not sure. I mean, like twenty minutes ago he sent that, so he might be. Um, <laughs> but I don't. It's, it's Reese, so I don't really know what that means. <laughs> but. You know, we'll we'll find out. Reese Reese is a good guy, and hopefully he comes back. But, um, you know, I'm glad you had the time to sit here for two hours and talk to me. Um, you've got a lot of great ideas, and it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed being on the show. Yeah, that was great. I mean, I hope a lot of people can see this. Um, and if you guys uh don't watch all two hours, then how dare you? Right? It's just like we were talking about. If you have if you have nothing to do, use that time to do something and you guys if you're you, you have two hours so watch this um mm-hmm. every minute of it and then write us an essay i'll, about, probably, I'll probably rewatch it i'll honest. probably rewatch it like every night before i go to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta you know make sure you catch up with everything that we, ha- we have to say it was all very important it, it is yeah you know? why listen to music when, when you can just listen to this while you meditate like, exactly it's... that's how you can have like an out-of-body experience is you, if you listen to this while you meditate <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is music this is music right. choose form and if you want you can put like this to music and then it'll be like really artsy uh meditation sounds yeah. get some really generic uh like like youtube free music yeah, <laughs> royalty free music yeah um but yeah thanks thanks for coming on it was really good i really appreciate it yeah Um, 
I'll definitely come back. Oh yeah, you have to. Um, it was a really interesting conversation. We talked about a lot of good things. And if anybody, I mean, two people are still here. That's very impressive. But uh, if you guys hung around this whole time, then um, you know, watch the repo. Oh, he's still here. Oh, <gasps> wow, that's impressive. Um, yep, Reese so, definitely has to come on the show. Yeah, he de- He's a he's a firm he's a firm Jack Bowie show. Oh yeah, he's he's like you and you and Reese are definitely like the framework for a Jack Bowie show guest. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you to everyone who listened and, uh, I'll yeah. definitely need to see you back here sometime. So, uh, yeah. Adios. Adios.